Welcome back to the Bald Brothers Podcast. I am your co-host, Brad Bald, alongside my brother, Brendan Bald. And today we have Nicole Prentice, woman's empowerment and business coach, also known as the millennial business coach. Nicole, thanks for being on. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Nicole, we got to start out how we met. I think it's a very, very funny story. You want to tell us? Um, sure. So basically, I was in town with my friend, touring apartments to move to Nashville, and she went on a date. I was the third wheel, and it happened to be Brad's best friend who she went on the date with. So <laughs> crazy <laughs> small this. world. Yeah, you got a crazy small world. Where'd you go? We went to my, Brad's pool. My pool. <laughs> Mason, Mason literally texted me. He's like, hey, man, I'm on a date. There's another girl. Can I get your keys? I know you're at the office working, but can I get your keys <laughs> to go to the pool? And go into your apartment to get sunscreen and towels. I was like, this is so random, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just hanging out. Literally, it was just you guys. You basically had the pool to yourself. Basically. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, you're on the podcast. Yep, smell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and we're also going to be teammates yes. playing volleyball. Very true. You mm-hmm. played competitive volleyball growing up, right? I played in college. Oh, but yes. <laughs> no big deal. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible at volleyball. Brad can He's attest. <laughs> I'm athletic, but I'm just not good. I just It's a very skilled sport. Yeah. Athletics can get you far in the game, but to actually be a talented player, you actually got to know how to set and hit mm-hmm. and just play the court. Brad and I played volleyball in Cancun. Oh my gosh, awful. <laughs> awful. This was on my graduation trip or your graduation One trip. One of our graduation trips. And you know, I'm confident about my volleyball game, but we were probably... 12 drinks in. Yes, rum and cokes <laughs> all the hard. way. And we thought it was a good idea to join these competitive volleyball players. And we're going in, you know, as former athletes, like, okay, we're ready to rock. And we just get demolished. We're missing the ball. And they felt so bad They for were us. so encouraging. Yeah, they're like smacking us on they're the like, back. Aw. Like, it's okay, guys. You know, you'll get them next time. Yeah. And like, after, yeah. after like 30 minutes, we said, we got to get out of here. Well, so we didn't play I'm volleyball. pretty sure we were playing for like three hours, though. So. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's fun, yeah. Yeah, like we that got flies. caught up in it. Yeah. yeah. All right, Nicole. So you played volleyball in college and then after college you jumped into commercial real estate am i correct yes you're correct okay so i was a financial analyst i worked for a commercial real estate investment firm and underwrote all of their investment deals okay so i worked with all of the client um client portfolios that we managed nice. and i would underwrite the properties look at return investment and find out if they were good purchases or not yeah i know all about mm-hmm. that life yes you do real um, all right, so you worked there for how many years? Um, I had two internships, okay. so about four years before I decided to leave that profession. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Don't this commercial real estate. <laughs> I know. You got a real estate guy right here. Don't go for too far into it, but you made the transition, and what I made did. you make the transition? I wanted more out of my career and my life, and every day just sitting behind a desk, I, know, I knew there was more out there for me. Sure. So I went online. I saw that starting online businesses was a big thing nowadays, especially with the internet and social media. So I hired a coach and I took the leap and started my own business. That's awesome. Thank you. And then you moved to Nashville. How long after you started that business? It's about a year and two months. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you didn't start the business while you were here. You started at home and then came here. Yes. So you, so you wanted to come to Nashville just because it's awesome. Exactly. Is that the yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> no okay. good reason. <laughs> yeah? Because I remember we were and you were game planning every single month. You're like, Brad, it's good. I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> to move there next month. I'm hoping to move there in two months. And it just kept 
the time kept ticking, kept ticking, kept ticking, and then the yeah. finally the moment arrived where you said, "Boom, I have my moving date." And you've only been here for only a few months, right? Yep, about three months. Okay. Yeah, it was. Um, so I stayed in corporate for about a year when I started my business, right. and <clears throat> at that time I wanted to move to Nashville, but just to have a more of solid foundation with my business before I moved was important to me, so I could feel like I had a steady income coming in and not be freaked out about financial. So right. I waited until that was set. I was out of corporate for about four months and I was like, all right, it's time. <laughs> I'm doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> yeah. So talk to us a little bit about what it means to be a woman's empowerment business coach. Oh, yes. So I work with females who are in corporate mainly and they want more out of life. But the main thing is finding that passion and purpose can be very difficult to do. And they know they just want more, but they're not sure how to translate that into a, an income online. So I work with them to figure out what is meaningful to them and who they can help. And from there, we create a business strategy that will allow them to create an income doing what they love online. Okay. Oh, so you target people who are already in the corporate environment and they're trying to get out. Yes. And then you kind of shepherd them into the online world. I do, yes. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I like that Does word. it matter? Shepherd, shepherd them. You got them into the online realm. Now, how do you figure out what kind of business they're going to do? Do you kind of just talk to them and flesh out what their interests are? And then you say, okay, maybe you can be a life coach or is there like a specific income generator that you like to push your clients toward or is it more open-ended? I mainly work with online service-based businesses. So think of coaches and consultants for okay. any niche. And I like to work with them and really figure out what was important to them, what they overcame in their life and which mm -hmm. they could help someone else overcome. So I always say, think of yourself three to five years ago. What were you dealing with? What were you struggling with that you had to overcome? And now you can teach someone this, the steps that you took to get from where you are to where you current, where you were to where you currently right. are. Yeah. It's all about figure, realizing the journey they went through and the strengths and the, the skills that they learned along the way that they can help someone else with this same journey that they're on. Now, what percentage of what you do you say is, is the numbers based? So crunching numbers, this is how much money you need, this is how much money is going to get you to the next step, and how much of it is motivational? Well, I'd say majority of it is strategy-based, which would be numbers in a way. Okay. So that and mindset. Yeah. So majority of our time is building the strategy, but then it's the hesitation resistance that <clears throat> keeps coming up with the mindset. The practical part yeah, the of your brain. Yep. Don't so once we have the strategy in place, it's all about them implementing it and day after day doing the same things to build that success and that habit and the consistency of always showing up. And that's when the mindset really plays a big part because it's, oh, what if people think I'm not good enough or like, what if someone, blah, blah, all these what ifs in your head that keep you from performing and being visible. Right. So once we put the strategy in place, it's then tackling the mindset and overcoming fear and resistance so you can be visible and showing up for your ideal client day in and day out. I think it's a good testament for you actually practicing what you preach. If you tell mm -hmm. other people these strategies, you've actually lived it. You went through it. You were making great money in commercial real estate and mm -hmm. completely moved on to something that you were extremely passionate about that was your love. So I feel like if I, if I was one of your clients, mm -hmm. I, I would gravitate towards you because you went through it and you can help me go through the similar situation. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's the main point of like why I do what I do because I understand what they're going through and right. it's just teaching them the process that I went through because I tested everything out. I'm not just saying, oh, try this, see if it works. Like I know it works. Yeah. So it's using those proven strategies and my experience to help them with their journey to success and to hit less road bumps <laughs> without me. <laughs> and do you just work with millennials? Because I know you brand yourself as a millennial business coach. 
but do you are you able to work with other individuals that may not be in that millennial bracket? Yes, I am able to work with them, but because I am a millennial myself, I feel like I relate to millennials better than I would a different generation. Of <laughs> yeah, and then you do a great job. I mean, we've been social media friends on Facebook and Instagram for a mm-hmm. while now, and we got the Mr. King of content here. But I always, you know. <laughs> And envy the stuff that you do. And when we've always talked about your social media strategies, Mm -hmm. I'm always fascinated. Share us a little bit about what you do. Okay. So it starts with identifying your ideal client and figuring out what they need to hear. Because it's not about me. When I write content, I just put their needs in front of mine and figure out what do they need to hear at this point in their life to help them, to inspire them, to motivate them, and to help them bridge the gap of where they are to where they want to be. So when you start the process, I write down a list of their 10 major problems that this client has. It could be anything from mindset to strategy. Then each week, I take one of those problems and address all my content to that problem. Wow. So I can be talking about maybe strategy on how to find your niche. And then with this, do a video about how to identify your ideal client, how to look at copy that will appeal to them, mindset and overcoming fear when reaching out to those clients and talking about investing in yourself so then you can get the best you in front of those clients. So it's taking one problem and then addressing the different avenues that are important to your ideal client. Do you use all avenues and platforms when you're doing this content? Like videos, audio, infographics, or articles? Like what do you use? What's your bread and butter? I love videos. Videos? (laughs) To be honest, I do not like typing content, writing content. I just think it takes too long. I like to talk. Yeah. So... (laughs) Videos has always been a good platform because I believe it's the most, like, you're a person-to-person, and that's how they get to know you the fastest and get to see, oh, yes, like, I could work with her, and I resonate with what she's saying, how she's saying it. And with that, I try to do everything video, but I also do text-based and photo-based content. Okay. Do you use all the platforms, like Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, TikTok? TikTok. I don't do TikTok, no. You're not? Not yet? Not not even on TikTok. (laughs) I'm on it, but I just watch the videos. I don't really make things. But I should. Gary Gary V says you should make things on TikTok every day. Really? Okay. Yeah. Let's check it out. But mainly Facebook. Mainly Facebook. Yeah, I do Facebook ads. Gotcha. So the majority of my traffic is directed to a Facebook group, but I'm also visible on LinkedIn and Instagram okay. as well, just in case. Because when a client finds you, they'll look you up on your favorite platform. Okay. So if they like LinkedIn more than Facebook, if they find me on like, on Facebook, they'll go to um, like LinkedIn or Instagram, the favorite platform, and be like, oh, what's she about? So yeah. it's good to be everywhere. So let's talk about lead generation. Okay. Because I know it's online business coaching. Uh-huh. Do you get it all via online leads? People could be anywhere over the country, or do you network here in Nashville and get clients that way? <laughs> well, my first in-person networking event was with Brad. It was of two course. weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> Brad's the king of networking. Yes. <laughs> so that was my first in-person. So everything I do is online, and it's powerful because I use Facebook ads, and you can target your ideal niche very like easily to targeting and then it's all about just creating a funnel to take them through a buying process to figure out if they are your ideal client and if you can help them so i use facebook ads mainly for lead generation so everything i do is online and you can get real real narrow in your ads right like creepily it's creepy people with this (laughs) title who work for this company Uh who has this amount of income you're getting mad. Yeah, and it's so powerful as a marketer <laughs> what yeah. you can find and who you can target on Facebook, which has been extremely helpful for my business. And you can test for like $5 a day. 
So it's not expensive for marketing for Facebook. Is that ad funneling? Because I know we talked about before we had this podcast, you mm-hmm. were giving me the terminology of ad funneling, and I was not aware of that. <laughs> was that kind of what we're talking about right now? Yes. Okay. So my main lead generation strategy is to funnel my ideal client into a Facebook group, and then from there to provide value, to give them content, and to give offers. Okay. So I funnel them in from a traffic Facebook ad into a Facebook group. So give us, I think it'd be very helpful to us as well as the audience, give us an example of a past or current client, obviously. Mm-hmm. for Hypothetically. Yeah, you don't have to give their names or specific okay. job titles, but go, walk us through exactly of an ideal or current client. Okay, a current client who I love working with, she's a fitness trainer. Okay. And she did everything face-to-face, and she found it that she had too much demand. So she had clients everywhere asking for her help and it was, everything was scattered. So for her, it was all about creating one, I call it a pond for her ideal clients to sit in. So this is where she can go to provide value and to have call to actions or to provide offers for clients to be like, yes, I want to work with you. So for her, it was all about creating a system Mm. to have your clients in one place and then to set up a sales attraction system for them to qualify, to qualify your clients and to get them on a call to provide offers for what she had available in her time. So that was my favorite one because she had the demand there and she she was clear about her ideal client. We had to narrow it down a little bit, but okay. it was all about just creating a system that she could run day in and day out to bring her leads mm. and to get rid of all the confusion and overwhelm with all like these leads coming in from every which where direction and just systemize it into one place for her. Now, I know you're a women empowerment and business coach. Talk to us a little bit about that. What specific challenges do women face in the business workplace that you are catered to help them address? I would say I address fear and limiting beliefs about going out and doing something that you are passionate about. Because nowadays there's all this pressure from society, your parents, (laughs) for me that's a big one, um, your boss, to stick within the structured like corporate job and lifestyle. Like it's the matrix, you go to college and then after you get a good job and you stay in that job until you retire. And I was stuck in that. And when I talked to my parents about leaving, they're like, this is a great job. It's an amazing company. You'd be stupid basically to leave. Wow. And there's all this outside pressure from them. And then my boss, who was su- I was super close with, right when I told him I was leaving, he just turned his back on me, everything. So it's all about just giving them power to make their own decision and to know that like, if they do want another route, that is possible. Yeah. And it's just understanding what skills and guidance that you need in order to make that jump. Because help is available out there and sometimes can feel like they're all alone. And if they just reach out for it and get in contact with others who are we're on a similar journey, they can get that help and the guidance to really just take that next step and to pursue what they want. Not what others want them to do, but what they want. Value your own voice over others. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to being an overall business or a life coach, how do you separate yourselves? Because there are, and I know you know this, a lot of people that quote themselves as life coaches out Mm -hmm. there. So what do you do differently or how do you bring uh, that different value compared to everybody else? Yep. So how you separate yourself from the crowd is niching. It's finding your voice and understanding your story because story... You sell based on your stories. So I focus on my transition out of the nine to five. And I target females who are in that nine to five because that was my experience. And by sharing my stories and what I went through, that's my selling point to them saying, hey, 
I've got you. I under, understand what you're going through. I've been there. And I focus just on helping you. Mm. Just you, no one else. So it's like, it's a no-brainer for them. If it's just like a random business coach for me being like, hey, I help females who are in the nine to five to create an online business. You just have to be clear about who your niche is. And that was, for mine, it was just kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> it was what I went through. So it's just targeting them and then getting the qualifications to back it up. So I worked with beta clients when I first started to get the testimonies to show, like, yes, she knows what she's doing and they're able to get results from working with me. What does that mean? What is beta clients? Um, I don't want to use test client, but that's what it is. It's okay. <laughs> either a client you work with for free or a discounted gotcha. rate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you see these new clients coming in as people that are calling to the world saying, Hey, I need a business coach or, Hey, I need a life coach. Or is it, you know, friends and colleagues that you're just kind of having a conversation with and they say, you know what, Nicole, let's start this. I could actually use your help. So in marketing, it's always important to sell the destination, not the transportation. So they never say, I need a coach. Like you think about it in the middle of the night when I was in corporate, I used to wake up and be like, oh God, I don't want to go back to this job again. Like I don't want to have to do this. So you sell the end destination, which is that freedom lifestyle, which is not going to a corporate nine to five. So that's who reaches out to me. Um, with my marketing, when I talk about like, yes, having that freedom lifestyle, not having going to nine to five, be your own boss. They're like, I want that. Right. They never say I want a coach because that's, you want that in result. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want right. that in between. <laughs> sure. Well, Nicole, if you wanted to leave the people with something, one piece of advice. Oh, one more question. Oh, one more question. Oh, oh, oh. Eminem or Machine Gun Kelly? <laughs> oh God. Um, Machine Gun Kelly. You yes, you're from <laughs> Detroit. Yes, you know. Yes. Oh, oh my God. God, I did not. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that question. But I'm super happy with that. Yes. I love them both, but I, I give Eminem hands down. I'm. He sounds too like mad. He's and angry always angry. He's yeah, I've always been an Eminem fan, but he's just. I mean, still to this day, he just sounds. He's like, what are you mad about? You, you got yeah. no loyalty. He's I'm, Detroit. Not at all. Yeah. But when it comes to the freestyle, Machine Gun Kelly definitely won. Mm-hmm. He the did. freestyle? You mean the diss track? Yes. The uh, battle. Was, was the, rap battle. battle. the rap battle. The rap battle. This guy calls it a freestyle. Yeah. Isn't it? I liked it. It's not a freestyle. Oh my gosh. When it comes to the freestyle. It's not a swim stroke. <laughs> 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 All right. So back to the last question. Okay. All right. Now the real last Any, question. Anything that you would give the people out there? I'd say advice. If you have a dream, take one step a day towards it. Because mm. before you know it, you will be there. Just always keep taking steps and you'll reach that destination. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, Nicole, thank you for being on the show, (laughs) on the podcast today. As always, like, subscribe, follow Nicole Prentice. You want to give your Instagram, Facebook handles? Just Nicole Prentice. There it is. (laughs) Easy enough. And we'll put her information in the show notes. So if you want to find her, you can easily. Guys, thanks for listening. This wraps it up. Y'all take care and we'll see you next time.